Welcome everyone to our podcast entitled Making Connections in Your Harvard Career. The purpose of our discussion today is to highlight the importance of networking as part of ongoing career development and to feature the Career Conversations initiative that we have for Harvard staff, which can lead to internal hiring opportunities. I'm Lori Stickles, and I'm the Senior Talent Management Consultant at the Center for Workplace Development in Harvard Human Resources. My role is to create career development curriculum and internal mobility initiatives for our staff. I have three colleagues with me here today, and together we're going to talk about the role networking can play in career mobility at Harvard, and now I'm going to let them introduce themselves. My name is Angie Boudreau, and I am a Senior Recruitment Manager with Harvard Human Resources, recruiting for finance and technology. My name is Sam Colton. I'm a Financial Associate with Capital Planning and Project Services within Financial Administration. I am Missy Callahan-Reed. I'm the Manager of Capital Planning and Project Services within Central Financial Administration. Our team supports capital planning and project approvals for the university schools and units. Thank you so much, everyone. So let's start with what we mean by networking, because I get this question a lot from people. Networking is really simply a conversation between two people, and we know that it's the number one way that people actually discover opportunities, and that opportunity could be anything like joining a committee, getting a new assignment, or possibly even getting a new job. So Angie, I'm I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about a specific kind of networking called informational interviews, and tell us a little bit about them and how you use them in your role as a recruiter. Sure. So informational interviews are a more structured form of networking. Um, It will allow a candidate to develop relationships that might not otherwise occur. It will allow them to learn more about a particular department or career track in an informative way that is not a result of um, submitting an application. And so for Harvard staff, we have a very specific program called Career Conversations Across Harvard, which provides a process for staff to request informational interviews with different HR offices across Harvard. Thanks, Angie. And if you're wondering where to find this information about Career Conversations, it's on the Career Development page on Harvey under Networking. These meetings are offered typically the third Thursday of each month, and they require advanced sign-up. So, Sam, as a staff member, you actually did participate in a Career Conversation meeting with Angie. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us where you were working at that time and how you found out about the Career Conversations? Yeah, I absolutely can. So I was working at the Paulson School of Engineering and Applied Sciences and Faculty Affairs. And I enjoyed my job, but I knew it wasn't my passion, and I wanted to try something different. I'd always liked finance and accounting. I studied a bit in college. And I wanted to learn more about financial careers at Harvard. A colleague recommended career conversations, so I signed up. I came in expecting something of a cross between an informational interview and a career development meeting. I wanted to learn more about what financial administration does. I wanted to know about what sort of positions I would be best suited for. And most importantly, I wanted, as someone coming in outside of the finance world without a finance background, I I wanted to know what skills and experience I would need to gain in order to be an attractive candidate and how my resume at that point measured up to that standard. 
And so, Angie, when you met Sam during your career conversation meeting, what stood out to you about your conversation with him? I really felt like Sam came to the meeting with a with a definite focused interest in learning more about the financial administration department. He wanted to learn more about the types of roles that we typically recruit for in that area, as well as what might make a, an employee successful in the financial administration department. He arrived to the office early, um, had a schedule. He was well-dressed, um, extremely well-prepared. To me, it felt like he had prepped as he would for a regular interview. And Sam, what did you do to actually prepare for the meeting? Angie's right. Um, I basically prepared as I would for a regular inter- interview. And I had at that point, I had been doing less structured informational interviews. So uh, I had a system. Uh, I made sure my resume was up to date. I researched financial administration, and I learned more about the different units. I drafted a list of questions for Angie. And I made sure to look on the sharper side of business casual. Let's include another key person in our discussion. Missy, you had an open position that Angie was recruiting for at the time that she had the career conversation meeting with Sam. Can you and Angie describe how the two of you work together when you're recruiting for a new for a position? The way the process uh, started was we actually we met in person um, so that we could discuss, uh, you know, kind of our department, what we do, how the team works. Um, what this role would be, the qualifications, the kind of person, um, basic qualifications, as well as kind of all the other items that we were looking for. Um, And then we set up a program whereby Angie would send me uh, whatever resumes she'd received that she thought fit fit what we were looking for um, every week. And I would review them, and then I would give her feedback either in writing or over the phone. Uh, We were trying to talk once a week. Um, about who I was interested in, uh, who I wanted her to kind of take next steps with, um, why I was interested in those people, and then, you know, why I wasn't interested in other people. Um, So just as Missy mentioned, you know, I would review the applicants coming through Harvard Careers and send to her those resumes that met the basic qualifications and seemed most aligned to what her hiring goals were in terms of what she was looking for in that hire. Um, And so, you know, most of the time when you're looking at resumes, you really can't tell what is setting a candidate apart. You know, we're relying on the details of the resume and the cover letter. So you can't really tell, does this candidate have, um, you know, some of those soft attributes that she was looking for? Um, And so the verbal conversations really allow us to get to the root of what a candidate's motivation is, um, some of those soft skills that might be more relevant to um, a successful candidate in that role. And can you just remind us uh, about the role basic qualifications play in the screening process? Sure. Um, So every position that is posted at Harvard will have um, basic qualifications. And the basic qualifications are the minimum threshold um, requirements for which a candidate must meet in order to be considered. So if a candidate does not meet those basic qualifications, we can't consider the candidate at all. Misty, when you were looking for successful candidates in this role, what specifically were you hoping to see? Um, well, first, what Angie was just saying, we, we do look at kind of the basic qualifications um, and make sure that they kind of align with what we're looking for. Um, it, it is really hard to look at a, a resume and fully understand what a person is like and, and what they would be like. Um, uh, beyond the basic qualifications um, that, that Angie just mentioned, um, we look for people 
that will really um, kind of fit into our group. There's two uh, really strong things about these positions. Um, one thing is that it's it's on the job training. Um, there is no such uh, there's no manual for what we do. It's probably ninety percent. Um, on-the-job training. Sam, would you agree? I would absolutely agree. <laughs> um, um, and the second thing is that there is um, there is a lot of customer service. Um, so so it's <clears throat> when you're interviewing with people, those two things are kind of hard to, to come through. But having said that, you know, we look for people that are eager to learn um, because there is a lot of learning. We look for people, you know, that indicate the potential for data analysis, um, and, and and they really do need to have a strong business acumen. Obviously, you know, ease with numbers, you know, comfort with Excel, comfort with systems, comfort with software systems are very, very important. Um, I think that that's probably the, the case for, for many financial positions here at Harvard. A good sense of humor um, is always top of my list. Honesty is also at the top of my list. Uh, being inquisitive. Um, Confident to ask questions, uh, willing to roll up the sleeves. Um, and I would say that maybe, you know, the importance is maybe even in that order. Uh, they're all important. Um, what about Harvard experience? What role did that play? Harvard experience, uh, this was, um, you know, it, it's understanding, you know, the, the great thing about having somebody, having somebody who had already been at Harvard, besides the fact that when Sam came in, when Sam came into the interview, he had read our website because he had access to it. So he had some great, really detailed level questions that, that some of the external candidates did not have the benefit of, but it showed me that he was really thinking um, and really committed to understanding what we did. So Angie, how many candidates did you have for this position, both internal and external, if you can give us the breakdown? Sure. Um, so Missy had talked earlier about how we had had um, a position just before the role that we had hired Sam for. So um, although the the requisition that Sam applied for had over 84 applicants, I think in total we had probably looked at well over 200 um, candidates for both of the positions that she hired that year. So that's a lot of candidates mm -hmm. to get through. And so having an opportunity to meet someone must really help you cut through the number of applicants. Is that for sure? That's true. Absolutely, hundred percent. So we were talking before about how you know you look at a resume and a cover letter, and you know you certainly can see if it's well written and if it's um, you know if if the grammar is correct, et cetera. If they meet the basic qualifications, but meeting someone in person, such as Sam, you know, really gave me the sense of what motivates him. You know, why he would be a good fit for Missy and her team how he would align to some of the values that she's looking for in that hire. Um, and, you know, we would not have been able to tell that through just his resume and cover letter. So, Sam, do you think that you would have applied to this position if you had not met Angie during a career conversation? It's hard to say, but I think I probably would have applied uh, when I met with Angie at that point. I was in the midst of my job hunt. I'd scoured Harvard careers for positions that fit my requirements. Um, so I may have applied, but that said, I certainly would have would not have given the application the focus and attention that I did. Uh, Angie helped me gain a much more concrete vision of what it would be like to work in financial administration and within CAPS and uh, she helped me to better understand the values that the department was looking for. 
Missy, as a manager, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about how you support your staff who are interested in pursuing other career opportunities here at the university. I um, I absolutely um, believe in you know career development uh, at, at all levels, um, and even when I interview uh, people coming in, to, when I interviewed people coming in for these positions. Um, you know, I, I explain that this is, it's kind of an entry-level position here at the university, and I tell them that there's great opportunities here, um, and that, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty honest with them, and that's where that honesty factor comes in. I mean, I'm pretty honest with them, um, to say that, you know, I, I want them to be here. I want a commitment from them. I want, you know, I'm going to train them. Um, I expect, you know, a, a certain amount of their time. Um, if they decide that this is where they want to stay, great. But if if not, then, you know, there's lots of other opportunities. Um, and that opportunity comes through networking, part of this conversation we're having here today, comes from education, whether you're going for a degree at the extension school, um, the, all the other kind of training and education that we offer here at Harvard. Um, I'm, you know, a firm believer that you never stop learning. Um, and, you know, this is just, you know, having spent many years in the private sector, it's a great place to be. And there are just so many great opportunities, both in Central and across the schools and units. What advice, uh, Sam, do you have for other staff members here at Harvard who might feel uncomfortable about networking, unsure about how to approach an informational interview? What would you tell them? Yeah, no, absolutely. I'd say the first thing to remember is Everybody is networking all the time, uh, consciously and unconsciously. And whether you're aware of it or not, just the way you present yourself and whenever you interact with somebody else, you're unconsciously networking with them because you're forming a relationship. So conscious networking is it's just taking the next step. It's, an, it's more intentional. And I, I've always felt a little uncomfortable about conscious networking. Um, but last year I, and last year I pushed myself out of my comfort zone and that helped a lot. Uh, it felt good and I recommend everybody do it. I, and I didn't just do career conversations. Um, I also reached out to colleagues in financial positions and who were doing things that I thought I might be interested in to learn more about what they did and how they got there. And I think everybody should do that. I think even if you're not necessarily looking for a new job right away. Like, it always, it's always great to get to know a colleague better and to learn more about what they do and what their story is. So for networking, what worked for me was to reframe the situation mentally. I started thinking about networking in terms of my own curiosity about the other person's story and experience rather than as a transactional thing. I coupled that with my own enthusiasm and excitement about finance that made me want to get out of my comfort zone in the first place. So basically remembering why you're doing it and getting excited about that. More concretely, my advice is to just relax. Don't overthink it. Be prepared with questions. Dress sharp and just be open to the experience. Think of it as a friendly and yet very professional conversation and have fun with it. Make sure you're enjoying the experience and make sure the other person is as well. Thank you, Sam. Angie, Missy, do you have any advice 
for our listeners about how to network? I mean, certainly I would say take advantage of the opportunities that are available through Harvard, such as queer conversations. And, you know, remember that um, the Harvard HR staff are, is here for you if you have questions or, you know, want to reach out. And um, we would love to see more of this internal mobility happening um, on a regular basis. Misty? Um, I agree with what both uh, Angie and Sam has said about, you know, the, the kind of the formal and the informal networking. Um, just just ask people, talk to people, talk, you know, and then the meetings and the different um, um, opportunities do you have to meet either people within your own building, your own school unit, uh, whatever. But clearly this is, um, you know, this this is an option. It's an opportunity um, to do, to kind of take that next step. Um, you know, it's kind of like making that commitment to yourself to try, to try going outside of your comfort zone, as Sam said. Um, it's a tremendous opportunity for, for folks here across the university. Well, I'd like to thank you all for participating in our discussion about networking and informational interviews and to talk specifically about our Career Conversations initiative here at Harvard. And again, you can find out more information and you can sign up, as Sam did, if you go to our Harvey webpage, Career Development and Under Networking. In addition, we do have a course at CWD called How to Network at Harvard, which is full of tips and strategies for people who are trying to step out of their comfort zone and get started on their way to a new opportunity at the university. So thanks, everyone. Appreciate your time and your input.